What's up, everybody? Van from Microtrophic here. Welcome back to my podcast, where together we are going to grow in mind, body, spirit, and mushroom. In this episode, I'm going to be unveiling what I'm going to be calling microchoses. So this is going to be miniature or like bite-sized shows comparatively to my hour-long plus interviews. When you guys get a one-on-one with me, it's going to be a little shorter and somewhat of like a microdose. It's not going to be a huge macrodose. You guys can definitely take this information and do with what you want with it. Hopefully, it's as mind-blowing as a macrodose, but this is going to be a microdose show. So you guys can just take this along the day, and I hope that it brings you a little bit more clarity a little bit more focus, and a little bit more happiness during these crazy times that we're all going through. So in this video, I wanted to start off with this concept of what does this have to do with mushrooms? So a lot of you guys know that I've recently been more expressive with my content. And it's not just showing my face, interviewing people in our community, It's been sharing things that have nothing to do with microdosing, have nothing to do with macrodosing, that have nothing to do with mycology, the hobby or profession of mushrooms, things like my sourdough baking journey. I've literally gone from creating a sourdough starter to just like unveiling that I've been baking to you guys. I've been making sourdough cinnamon rolls. I've been making sourdough dinner rolls. I've been a baker. I'm somewhat of a baker now, believe it or not, as long as well as being a chef. Like I'm not a certified chef, but man, I love to cook. My father is professionally trained in cooking. La Cordon Bleu, if that's how you say it. Um, Traditional like French cuisine. So like I've taken a lot of like interest in other things in my lifetime other than growing or cultivating gourmet and medicinal mushrooms. Believe it or not, I have a life outside the lab. I have a life outside of the Patreon Discord server as well as Instagram. And I like to do a lot of things. And I think that it's so important, not just for like one to express themselves in their content. First and foremost, it's my page. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want with my content. I'm not going to allow anyone to semi-censor other than, I guess, the Instagram gods. Or the social media you know, overlords, however you want to call them. Of course, within community guidelines, I'm going to be sharing myself and my healing journey. Essentially, that's what we're all here doing. If you guys are even aware of my content, more than likely, I would say like 90% of you, maybe less, maybe 80% of you know me or are yourselves a hobbyist cultivator or an experienced cultivator, business owner, vendor, somewhere within the mushroom community or mushroom marketplace that could be guys like i'm not even gonna name any names if you're listening to my podcast you're probably aware of people i've been interviewing plus by the way i have probably like nine episodes lined up for the next nine fridays so stick around you guys we've got some killer guests coming on the show but a message i've been propagating so to speak in the space is that most of your healing is not going to be done just in the psychedelic realm, in the space you are holding for yourself or that is created by these psychotropic, psychedelic, entheogenic substances. When you're in that, that is not the only time you are healing. You may be, and more often than not, 
in a proper set and setting, safe environment, controlled dosage. In that environment, with intention, you may be exposed to emotions, energy, memories, struggles, things of the past that have been lingering in your nervous system for years, maybe even pre-birth. For those of you guys who have done ayahuasca, um, myself, I think that's a story I should be telling here pretty soon anyway. I went back to year one van as a baby looking up at my parents. I'll get more into the experience of it. I didn't know I had that memory, but everything is cataloged in the unconscious subconscious mind which again, the body is a physical emanation of the subconscious mind. And our nervous systems hold these memories. Some of these memories are literally charged with unfavorable amounts of, or an emotional charge that is hard to process or never was processed. So of course, with intention in the right space, with the right guidance, possibly something cold to drink, maybe a little snack, some, you know, or 32 frequency, whatever, whatever you do playing in the background, you're going to come up and these things are going to be unveiled to you, or you're going to have a higher awareness perspective of something that happened. You're going to allow yourself to finally work through things that you weren't able to prior. And you're going to come out of it on the other side of it. And you still have to be a human. Let me, let me say this again, the idea or the whole entire, my personal observation of this experience, we are higher dimensional awarenesses living and walking in a third dimensional plane. And the idea is to not become more spiritual. The idea is to become more human because we are only here for a finite, very short amount of time. And in that time, we have lessons to learn, whether that's karmically or dharmically. Karma meaning this could be passed down through your genetics, your genetic line, and you're the ones going to have to break some kind of like we hear this like term of like trans transgenerational healing, trauma, things of that nature. Well, guess what? I'm aware of that. At least I have patterns that I've broken that my parents have had. I have my own patterns that I'm still working through. Again, they're just patterns. They're just old cognitive mechanisms that I've like ran long enough to where they caught and your body did it for you. Your subconscious did it for you. So Becoming more human is to, when you get out of those spaces, not just to think that you're enlightened. We, of course, get these enlightened kind of moments or we get these like enlightened perspectives. It doesn't mean you're enlightened. I think once your candle's lit, you are somewhat enlightened. I think in our society, once you become self-aware, it's like this like, oh, I can only speak for myself. Ah, like I am awakened. I am the next Buddha. I need to teach everybody meditation and yoga. And that's what I did for quite some time. I was like a meditation teacher. I was doing like self-help coaching. It worked out, but like I was fucking broke. So what I had to do is put my boots on to get to construction. I moved from, you know, Portland, Oregon, which was like love and light, beer and cigarettes kind of place, super dim, dark, and just like a lot of fakeness there, big spiritual community there. But I was broke. So I decided like, you know, I can't just sit there on my couch and it doesn't matter how many hours I meditate and envision someone dropping $50,000 in my mailbox for no reason. Like it wasn't going to show up like that. That's not how it works. Some things, I think you can really will things in, right? And I'm going to backtrack to the whole, you know, premise of this episode, I guess. But what I learned was like, you have to hold it in your brain and then you have to go out there and do something. You have to like move the energy 
And then those experiences can come into your life where you're faced with, should I take this chance? Should I take this opportunity? Who do I have to become to, to fit into that realm? Who, who do I have to be to be able to like comprehend and to like actually accomplish things within this, you know, next portion of my life manifestation, what have you. And from there you take on self-development and you learn new skills, you learn new habits and you start like really breaking down, like, who am I and what do I have to like offer this world? And what's like, you know, negative about me. And you start to like etch away and really start to like build this, like, you know, this statue of like, imagine you're like encased in this big, you know, block of like limestone and you're like carving out who you really are. Now, with that said, the way you express yourself is, is obviously it's a self-expression. It's like what's going on in your world and how you got to where you are and things that you find interesting. I've gotten to a point in time where not just in mycology and what I do on social media, I make money otherwise and I have much more free time now. And with that free time, I like to do a lot of things. Like I said, sourdough bread. I think that's like a, the coolest shit ever. I make bread like I just made a loaf this morning. Got up at, at five. No, sorry. I slept in today's Sunday. Uh, Saturday, I got up and, you know, cold plunged and turned the oven on. When I, uh, when I got back out, it was ready. Pulled the Dutch oven out, threw my loaf in there. Boom. 20 minutes later, take off the top. Boom. 20 more minutes. Nice and crusty and crispy. And I've got sandwich bread for the whole entire week. Girlfriend has her sandwiches. We got sandwich, you know, bread. Anyway, you guys get it. You guys get it. Now, what my message, or let me digress a bit. What I was meaning to say earlier was that, and what I think might be an unpopular truth, but the truth is what it is. The truth doesn't like need explaining. It just is what it is. Most of your healing is going to be done in the non-psychedelic realm. Your healing and your experience is not confined to whether you do enough psychedelics or not. You're not bad at the healing process if you're not doing mushrooms. You're not bad if you're not going to therapy, which I've done years of therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, EMDR therapy, hypnotherapy, physical therapy. After having two back surgeries, I literally have a lamina. My right lamina in my L4, L5 region of my spine is missing. And guess what? It doesn't grow back. So I have I have extreme nerve pain every single day for a while. I could have just been, and I was high. It was like the first thing I did in the morning was like, you know, smoke a whole entire bowl and just went on through the day, avoiding my, my pain when I could have just stretched or could have taken anti-inflammatory based, you know, non-steroid anti-inflammatories, which I'm not really a proponent of often, but I take them more often now because of my back pain, you know, it could be like turmeric's, things like this, more of a list. I could be eating less sugar to cause less of a, you know, glycemic, insulin response in my body, like less inflammation. There's all kinds of things. Healing is not confined to just psychedelics and it's not confined just to um, therapy. Your healing can come in many forms in many ways. How you deal with your healing or how you try to keep yourself level during the day, whether that's going to the gym or every day I cold plunge, that's, that's a whole entire episode in itself, the cold and what that does to the psyche, what that does to the nervous system. Whether you're getting in the sauna, uh, I'm a huge proponent for yoga and stretching. I was huge. I had, a, I had to practice solid practice every single day, half an hour, 
at least practice for quite some time. I was going to a studio yoga riot over in, in Portland, uh, Oregon. I was a part of that community started brewing kombucha. I was real hippie mode. Now I'm kind of like a grounded, if you will, hippie, um, hippie. I've got like a, I've got an essence of the hippie, but I'm also like, you know, I'm trying to be like super strong businessman here. You know, I'm also a United States Marine Corps veteran. There's a lot of disciplines in my life that I have that keep me above water. Otherwise I feel like I'm drowning literally and figuratively like stress levels, pain in the chest coming up into the throat. My eyeballs feel like they're popping out of my head. My brain's racing all day. Like there's things that I have to do to, to get me out of my mental field, my mental body and into like my physical body into my energetic body and let things flow. So the other day, I'm not even gonna name this dude's name because I actually don't even know it. There was just like, you know, they come up every once in a while. This is how I know I'm doing good things. It's how anybody should know if you're doing good things. If you're getting negative comments, negative feedback, man, it's the haters are your biggest fans and they just see, they see their potential in you. So they project it out because they're avoiding it. They don't want it. They give it to you. But if you know yourself, you get that shit right back or you take it. And what I did was just fucking transmute that shit. I get, I got right into the cold plunge after this and was inspired and wrote what I was going to write for this video. Turn that shit into fertilizer. Now that I'm, I'm reaping the fruits um, of my labor, but the comment was something to the effect of, and what does this have to do with mushrooms? I just, I just I had a video where, okay, first and foremost, a little context. I'm a United States Marine Corps veteran. One of the three things that we do as Marines that I think they're still doing unless standards have changed, which I'm sure they have. Um, I'm going to go into that right now for your yearly physical fitness tests. And sometimes you do two or three of them. If you're going through a course, they make you take one like corporal's course or sergeant's course, staff Academy, um, other courses like weapon mechanism classes. Like if you're there for two, three weeks, sometimes they'll throw one in there just to be a part of your grading system for these courses, meritorious, Promotion boards will make you run one. But anyways, we do these at least once a year. And this is just for your basic qualifications for your next rank. And there are things you need to do every year to stay you know, in the core. This starts with the pull-up bar. You go and you have to do a minimum of 20 pull-ups. And these aren't just like, you know, like these are United States Marines. Like until you're there waiting in a line of like 50 to 100 people, watching everybody doing pull-ups, strict pull-ups, getting yelled and fucking screamed at, you don't know what a pull-up is. And I'm over here trying to maintain my health, although I've had multiple back surgeries and I'm in pain every single day. I'm still, like, I, I don't want to be a fat body. I don't want my body to slow down. I want to be sharp. I want to be strong for my woman, for my family, and for my future family that I'm going to be creating. I want to be that guy who's 40 fucking years old and can do 40 pull-ups. That's just something I want to do. Right now, not that old. I'm getting a few gray hairs here on the side of the head in my beard, but I'm 32 years old. I'm still a young buck. If you ask me when I'm 50, I'm gonna look back and be like, man, I wish I was 32. So the first thing we're doing is 20 pull-ups back then. I never got less than 20. That was, it was sad if you couldn't do 20 pull-ups as a man, you know? Now the second thing was a hundred sit-ups in two minutes. Boom. Knock that out. That right there is more of a workout than most people are doing the entire year. Now, the last portion of that was a three, three mile run. And I think my, I wasn't the best runner. Obviously I had back problems later into the Marine Corps. I found this out. I always thought it was like, shh, I needed new shoes or I needed to stretch, but I had a herniated disc, you know, from boot camp for fucking almost five years. So I got surgery for it. I think my best time was like 1904. It was like 19 minute, three mile. 
I used to get, you know, 295 and above, which is pretty dang close to the 300, which is a perfect score. So anyways, I keep that practice of pull-ups in my regiment because I think it's just like ones, it's a good back builder, lat builder, bicep, forearm builder. It's real good for just overall strength to pull, you know, pull yourself up. That's, 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 that's a, that's a human function that I think is so important and underutilized. So I posted this because who gives a fuck? It's my page. This is who I am. United States Marine Corps veteran, mycologist, civilian scientist, speaker, um, content creator. And I did get a, what I would call a negative comment. It just is what it is. It's just a comment. It's really however you take it. Right. And I took it and I, like I said, turned that shit into fertilizer and it had something to do with, like, what does this have to do with mushrooms? Nobody cares about you doing pull-ups or what, or what is it? Something like no one cares about your retired, your life as a retired Marine, like slow down or shut up old man. I'm like, dang, I, I wasn't even hurt by this. Cause first and foremost, I'm not an old man. I could run, I could run laps around this dude. Probably I could probably bench press him a hundred times. You know what I'm saying? So I took that comment and I could have, I could have just deleted it, which most people do, but it doesn't stop it. How to really stop it is to give a positive comment back to it. So what I said to this young person, this young man whose private page was, you know, just one click away. I, I tried to click in to see who this dude's life, but clearly I could tell that he was not feeling very good about himself to the point where he had to project his insecurities on someone else. He doesn't even know. You don't fucking know me. I don't know you. Who are you? I've never even met you, dude. And I said to him something to the effect of, I feel sorry for you. I hope you have a good day. And I hope something positive happens in your life because it seems like you need it. How's that for a comment back? No response. So what I'm getting at here is that your healing comes in many ways, but your healing does not have to come from the status quo. You don't have to take fucking meds for this. Some of you guys do. Some of your guys' biology is, is jacked up. Let's just be real about it. Sometimes, you know, your hormone levels are just jacked up and sometimes you need SSRIs. I'm not a proponent for everyone taking them. Every body is different. Everybody's biochemistry is different. Everyone's hormones levels, enzymatic levels, everything is just different. Everyone's days are different. Stress levels, how they deal with those stress levels. So sometimes I get it. If you think that's the only way, you're closed-minded. Everyone does not have a preference for psychedelics. I would say in, in my lifetime, I, I almost feel like one-third of humans will never take them because they're afraid to take them. One-third of them does it once. It's maybe not their cup of tea. And then the other third to maybe half the people enjoy them. But a lot of us just don't have time to be doing these all the time. And I think that like, unlike the cannabis industry where cannabis is quite the daily consumable, I don't quite see millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people microdosing every day. And now it's like, well, microtrophic, why not? Um, shouldn't you be, shouldn't you be proponent of it? I, yeah, I am. I, I'm all for sporty healing. I want to empower you to grow your own mushrooms at home in the confines of the safe environment of your home. One, so you know where it's coming from. Two, so you know it's clean. And three, so that the energy and attention you put into it comes through in the medicine and so you feel more grateful for it. I think you can have profound healing. I also think it's like dangerous under the wrong settings, just like with anything, just like with alcohol, which is like completely regulated. Um, same thing with cannabis. I don't know how many times I took a 10 milligram brownie and had to go lay the fuck down because it was just too much for me you know of course there were times where i was in the cannabis industry and i was popping 100 150 
milligram edibles and going to events and speaking and stuff like this. I'm like going to work and being high on like, you know, like smoking the entire joint. I am sober now. I'm like sober, sober guys. I'm not even drinking. The worst I'll do is like a Zen pouch every once in a while when I want a little bit of a nicotine budge and to take the edge off me when I bent over to scrub my feet in the shower and bent the wrong way and pinched my back nerve and I have to go lay in bed for a day. Um, other than that, like I'm not drinking, I'm eating really good other than lots of bread. It is the holiday season. I do plan on, you know, this after this December time frame when everyone's like done splurging because I got to be a part of it. And my dad is a chef and he's going to be cooking some damn good food for Christmas dinner. I'm going to be going super low carb, not quite keto, but maybe keto 20 to 30, maybe maximum 40 grams of carbs a day with cardio, with the continuum of me working out, lifting, you know, at least like functional fitness of some shape or form. And cold plunging and sauna and taking my dog for a walk and reading books and listening to audiobooks and making content and speaking with there's there's so many different things your healing is not confined to the box that people put on you most people's box is as big as their fucking iphone and that's all they can see and filter through and they think this is their reality your reality turn that shit off and go on a walk and look at trees and go breathe some fresh air that's reality and if you avoid that reality, you are more mind controlled than, or just as the same as someone who's watching CNN 24 hours a day, waiting for fucking Armageddon. Like the world, yes, is in shambles. And I hope that there's massive change in 2024. There will be change, whether we want to or not, this year in particular coming up. But it's really not all that bad. I think that for me, working out is great. It's mental toughness. It's discipline. How much discipline? I think discipline is really the, the core foundation of like what I preach and what I hope everyone can get inspired or, or like if I'm a sourdough starter and like I want everyone to take like a teaspoon from me to start their own, like I think that's like what I'm trying to preach is you have to have disciplines. Like I go and work out even though I don't want to when I don't want to. It doesn't feel good. It does after. That's the thing. So instead of like shoving pills like the military wanted to do with me to kind of like shut me up about my back pain ambience percocets motrins just to like numb me or like i was doing for years and if you drink it's okay you're not a bad person if you're drinking i was abusing it for quite some time and i'm honest with myself to say i was abusing it. i was drinking multiple times a week having multiple drinks during those times to the point where i was like Forgetting I fell asleep, waking up, you know, hormones are just way imbalanced. I'm super dehydrated, just not feeling good about myself. You know, I've done many plant medicines, um, didn't abuse those. Cannabis, I will say I did abuse too. It was the first thing I did before I even had breakfast. I was smoking a bowl. But what I'm trying to get at is that everyone's healing is different. Try to find a discipline, something you do every single day, even when you don't want to do it, because that's what's going to help you to fight the negative thoughts in your head. If you're not in control of your thoughts, someone else will be. And unfortunately, if you're not in control of your body, it is a horrible master. The body against you is a horrible master, but the mind is in control of the body and you are in control of the mind. You are not the mind. You are not the body. You are the ever-present awareness observing both and you can strengthen that muscle connection to both of those. And you can really traverse your reality in a different space and way if you choose to, but you have to teach yourself through discipline and discipline is like not preached in our day and age. 
You can just flip through your fucking phone all day long, eat as many Cheetos as you want, just hardly show up to your Zoom work meeting, be late for work, no accountability, no responsibility. I guarantee you, if you look in your life and you look at it and you can say, who's the one person in my life that has the most accountability and responsibility, they're probably killing it. They're probably doing better than you. Go speak with those people. Go sit down. Go buy them dinner. Go buy them lunch. Go ask them how they're getting the things they want. Instead of like wishing you had it, you can have it too. You guys, like I was like 20, almost 24, $5,000 in debt just like five, six years ago. Just like stressed the fuck out. Had no income coming in. Now I have multiple streams of income that I've created outside of my college. Just because like I want it. When I could be napping, I'm out there getting it. I'm putting, I was putting in hard nights. I was working a day job in the cannabis industry, coming home, reading my college books, watching videos, practical application behind the flow hood, running pressure cookers at like two, three in the morning, waking up, setting alarms to wake up, to turn them off, waking up, you know, putting them in the front of the flow hood, letting them cool for two hours, inoculating them like practice, 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 practice. And it's gotten to this point where I'm at now. I love, um, the financial markets, I love trading. I think that's a really cool outlet. There's like, that's the one thing that I think like you can learn and fail and keep getting better at. And as you get better at it, you earn more. I'm not like a super profitable trader, but it's something I love to do. I love the markets. I think it's something really, really cool. Foreign exchange currencies, um, Euro USD, um, British pound USD. Those are like my two pairs that I love. I don't trade uh, cryptos. I don't do like futures. I don't do indices i don't do none of that yet but like i think what i'm trying to get at is like i am me and i love me it took me a long time to know who the fuck i am it took me a long time to like build this and i'm still building this what you guys see in the background with this custom neon sign like everybody knows what this is if you've been in the mycology space i know you know what this is everybody knows who agar addicts is everybody knows who PGT is inoculate the world. William Michael, Michael alchemy. I got all of them on my, on, you know, twisted tree nursery shout outs, you know, golden mushroom, you know, company, like, like be consistent because you cannot have consistency without discipline. I think if you can ingrain discipline, at least in, at least in your mycology practice, my friends, like you're going to grow so much from that. And uh, I just want to say to those that, Find it tough. Like it's tough for everybody. Life doesn't get harder. You just get stronger. But having disciplines is like having a big old shield and it makes things a lot easier. So I think I'm done speaking for the day. That's pretty much all I have, you guys. Let me look at my notes here. That's it, you guys. I'm I'm pretty much done. We are all, if you're especially in the mushroom community, I believe, I have one more thing. We are really all based around health and wellness. And that's why. What does this have to do with mushrooms? That's why, because it's about health and, and wellness. Because outside of the mushroom experience, outside of the controlled psycho-assisted ketamine treatments like I've done, outside of the controlled ayahuasca ceremonies I've been to, besides, you know, oh my God, what else have I done? Combo. You know, what, outside of all of these things, you still have a life and you have to integrate. But if, you, if you're just stuck in your mind about the experiences and about the traumas and like, let it be part of your story. It's going to keep showing up. Or you can get stronger, make your mind stronger, then realize it's just a thought pattern. And the more you let that thought, which is led by your mind, be relevant in the mental space, it's going to stay there. And it's going to, it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to live there rent free. Well, don't make that shit live rent free. 
work that shit, make it pay you, get something from it, give back. And that's all I got, guys. This was episode one of Micro Shows. Whenever I get like some inspirational words or I'm just like, something's on my heart and I got to speak and I'm going to let you guys know. Anyways, that's it. I'm about to hop off and I'm actually going to be hopping on the, to be a moderator at the 2023 Hyphae Cup Spores to Stores um, business forum. I'm going to be moderating that conversation. So if you guys are tuning into that, maybe you've already listened to it. Maybe you will. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. If you guys enjoyed this, make sure to give it a like, make sure to comment down below in the comment section, make sure to subscribe and to hit the bell icon. So you guys can be notified when I post brand new videos. And if you guys are listening on Spotify or iTunes, please give me a five-star review. It really helps with analytics and it pushes the show to people like you who enjoy it, but maybe also, and hopefully also to people who need it. Appreciate the support so much. Namaste. Have a great day. Don't contemplate, meditate, and I will see you guys on the next one. Peace.